Hello and welcome to another episode of B2B2C. B2B2C is an original podcast series that I host. In each episode, I speak to entrepreneurs, business leaders, CXOs, tech pioneers, industry captains to break down a variety of issues. This could range from emerging business models to digital enablement to consumer empowerment to technological developments to ESG issues to climate concerns to economic policy, financial markets and new and emerging frontiers in the world of finance, accounting, marketing and branding among others. In this episode I am delighted to have Rishi Srivastava, co-founder of Grid Energy Labs and Siddharth Mehta, principal Shell Ventures. Off-Grid Energy Labs is an IRA Kanpur spun-off deep science company building sustainable energy batteries for stationary and mobility applications. Through its latest zinc gel technology, it aims to fill gaps in the fast-growing energy storage market. Zinc gel is validated by global energy majors and scientific labs as a viable technology for stationary and low-powered mobility application. Off-Grid Energy Labs works on three key vectors of innovation for sustainable energy storage chemistry democratized materials and design off grid business model is focused on building partnerships for go to market and manufacturing based on licensing of technology welcome to the show rishi and siddharth thank you gaurav for having us over Thank you so much. Absolutely delighted to have you here. Uh just for the benefit of our listeners, I'll just put in a bit of context about this conversation and uh you know why we are so delighted to have both these experts, both Rishi and Siddharth to take us through some of the nuances and the developments that are taking place in this sphere in the world. Uh the IEA predicts that the need for flexibility in the Indian power system will rise faster than anywhere else in the world, not least because of the ambitious renewable energy targets which require 500 gigawatts 500 gigawatts of non-hydro capacity by 2030 integrating this level of non-dispatchable energy generation requires an effective transformation of the power sector for its part however india has been a shining example in the transition to clean energy india has taken several initiatives including the setting up of the international solar alliance for raising the domestic renewable energy target by 2030 putting in place an ambitious national hydrogen mission and continuing efforts to decouple its emissions from economic growth the country has achieved the remarkable feat of connecting nearly all households to electricity while also creating one of the world's largest markets for renewable energy that said energy storage is expected to play a vital role in meeting this goal this will result in a 20% year over year growth in the country's wind and solar capacity between 2022 and 2030 india needs increased power system flexibility to ensure a cost effective transition to higher shares of renewables on the grid let's talk about how energy storage market can impact a spike in the renewable energy capacity which india has aimed uh, my first question therefore is to rishi uh, rishi india needs increased power system flexibility to ensure a cost effective transition to higher shares of renewables on the grid for the benefit of our listeners can you talk about how the energy storage market can impact a spike in renewable energy capacity which india has aimed absolutely uh well gorov that's a great question uh, and i think you very uh, uh well articulated uh, you know the opportunity uh, that we have here in india and also globally for energy trans- uh, tra- transition but one of the key points that i'd like to call to attention for your listeners 
is the fact that you know India is in the sweet spot when it comes to renewable energy, especially solar energy. Mm-hmm. And as I'm, I'm sure many people are aware, uh, you know, the, the, the solar energy has been there for a while, but one of the key elements that has not necess- that has missing in that is to store, uh, you know, that renewable energy, the, the, the solar energy in a commercially viable fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the specific areas that we have Off-Grid Energy Labs with our innovation, zinc gel, uh, you know, battery. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been able to really uh, plug that gap. Mm-hmm. And the way we plug that gap is there are two elements on this uh, for renewable energy storage. And uh, one is, of course, the, the fact that, uh, you know, it needs to be, it needs to be uh, you know, at a price point such that you know it's viable to store that energy. Uh, and the other thing is that you know there are, there are certain elements of you know it, it needs uh, it needs basically a charge discharge cycle, which should be on a daily basis. To so give you an example, you know we get sunlight from uh, you know peak sunlight from about 10 a.m. in the morning, let's say about 3 3 uh, p.m. in the afternoon for most of India, mm-hmm. and that's the time when you know the solar panels actually can uh, you know are able to capture the solar energy. And that's where the storage is required. But the peak usage of energy uh, in our country and everywhere else in the world is in the evenings when the sun is away. Yeah, yeah. And because today, lack of lack of ability to uh, store that energy, we are not able to harness the full power of renewable energy. And we think Zinc Gel and Off-Grid Energy Labs will play a seminal role in uh, you know bridging that gap. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rishi. Uh, Siddharth, if I may come to you, you know, generating renewable energy through sun and wind has become relatively inexpensive. However, the problem lies in storage of renewable energy. How do you think this new Jingzel technology will benefit and redefine the energy storage market in India? No, absolutely, Gaurav. And first of all, thank you for having me on the issue along with Vishy. So in terms of the zinc gel technology and how it can be paired along with some of the other existing storage mechanism, the key thing is to understand that the whole energy storage market and the whole energy storage world is at an inflection point. Yeah. And this is primarily happening because of the increased demand for batteries and the power utilities to manage the renewable energies. Mm-hmm. So as Vishy was mentioning, I think the world is seeing increased and increased amount of renewables being pumped into the grid. Mm-hmm. So we need those really strong storage mechanisms to enable the power of the renewables. And secondly, the whole transition in the automotive industry, you know, Mm. from gasoline to electric vehicles, that itself requires so much of storage as a key pillar for commercial success. Mm -hmm. So these two key things is is driving the whole storage market tremendously. And this trend is already visible in the growth of the lithium-ion batteries, which we all all have seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that too comes with a limitation around performance, around safety, and around sustainability of the lithium-ion batteries. Now, these things is driving the whole evolution of the new battery technology market and we are seeing flow batteries, we are seeing zinc air, zinc iron, and many more kind of new battery paradigms coming into picture. Mm-hmm. And Off-Grid Energy Labs is playing in this new tech paradigm game of energy storage by building these zinc gel battery chemistries. And they've developed a very innovative chemistry materials and designed to mitigate these big challenges which are being faced by some of the incumbents in the energy storage market. Secondly, if I kind of talk of the broader rechargeable battery market, it, it's kind of close to $90 billion market. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge uh, space to kind of play, which is currently being dominated by the lead acid industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you see India, you see across the globe, lead acid has a very large chunk of the whole energy storage market. But as a technology, it is low-cost, but then it is short of lifetime and it has also toxicity concerns. So over the last decade, lithium-ion has kind of gained market share and it is expected that they will dominate the market as they become more cost efficient with growing yeah. volumes. Mm. But that said, 
If you look at the large-scale electrification of the energy services across a wide area of applications, which mm-hmm. is kind of being produced, we really need low-cost, high-safety batteries, which is the need of the hour. Right. Disposability is a big concern. You know, if you look at the materials which are being used in the lithium-ion batteries, yeah. and disposability is one of the big factors for consideration. Mm. And the zinc batteries, what Offgrid is offering, uh, they can they have like 80% recyclability, and they're 100% disposable. They're non-toxic and are much more safer to use than some of the incumbents. Right. So, and in recent years, you know, I mean, you would have seen very new technologies such as flow, metalayer, you know, they have also emerged as well. Mm. However, there's always a lack of sufficient balance between sustainability, performance, and cost. Right. And that's where we really feel off-grid zinc gel has a very important role to play in India to kind of help in the stationary storage applications, like replacing DG sets, yeah. which can also impact on the carbon element as well as in the low-powered EVs, which will be a very significant market in India in years to come. Right, right. Thanks, Siddharth. Uh, Rishi, if I may come back to you again, Ian, how is your technology, zinc gel technology, different from the battery storage options that are already existing in the market? Yeah, great question. So, you know, uh, if I was to basically identify the key differentiators uh, between zinc gel and uh, what's available in the market, and I think, uh, you know, Siddharth also uh, touched that upon, upon that point. First thing is the chemistry. So, you know, we we are a deep science IP-led company at Offgrid Energy Labs. You know, we have a bunch of really smart PhDs solving, you know, large problems on energy storage. So the number one thing that, you know, we that differentiates zinc gel is that it's a new chemistry. So as much as it uses zinc, and by the way, zinc is the oldest material uh, ever used for batteries, you know. So the first set of batteries in the 1800s used zinc. The only issue was they were not rechargeable batteries. So, uh, you know, so we are using zinc, but then with that, we have innovated on our electrolyte, we have electrolyte, we have innovated on our, uh, you know, uh, on our current collectors and many other, uh, you know, areas. And therefore, we've, we've come up with a new chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that chemistry solves for, uh, you know, that solves for some of the problems that, uh, you know, Siddharth just mentioned of sustainability as well as uh, in terms of performance. So that's yeah. the number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know, uh, if you look at energy storage, it's very interesting, uh, Gaurav. Mm-hmm. The global energy storage market is actually has has uh, you know is very geopolitically sensitive right what i mean by that is that the resources available for uh, you know uh, batteries for example lithium ion batteries right mm-hmm. uh, are very highly polarized towards uh, you know ownership in one or two uh, regions and bought by you know owned or uh, uh, controlled by a few countries so yeah. it's not readily available if you want to make lithium ion batteries for example in india there are lots of people who are seeing them manufacturing. They're not really manufacturing. They import all the cells from either China or Japan or some other place, right? Right, right. And because these materials these materials are rare. So what we are doing with zinc gel is all the materials we have democratized. The materials being used in zinc gel batteries are available anywhere in the world, including in India. We don't have yeah. to really import. Those are commonly available materials. So that's that. What that does is that makes it very, uh, you know, makes it very easy to uh, bring the supply, to increase the supply and also has a cost effect. And the third thing, which is, again, super important is, uh, you know, sustainability. So, you know, there's a, uh, I mean, you know this, right? The, the cell phone that yeah. you and I carry in our pockets is actually like a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> can, you know, it can set off because usually batteries uh, are very, very, uh, you know, are very uh, uh, unsafe mm. in terms of, you know, uh, in terms of uh, the, just because of the chemistry they have. Mm. So that's the third year that we've, we've, we've uh, you know, with our new chemistry and materials, we've been able to make our batteries completely safe, non-toxic. Mm. So, uh, you know, that what that does is, again, that, you know, it can it can work in high temperatures. So we can, you know, our batteries can work up to, zinc gel batteries can work up to 60 degrees Celsius. Mm. And even if there is a fire and, you know, the zinc gel battery will not catch fire because it's, you know, the material and the chemistry is very different from any other. So 
three things uh, that I just talked about. First is, of course, uh, the chemistry. Second is the materials, yeah. which is the raw material. Go into it, and the third is the sustainability uh, and and safety. And final point, I would say sustainability. And I think again, uh, Siddharth mentioned that is that it's completely uh, recyclable. It's completely non-toxic. Because you know we don't want to see a world where uh, with the increased usage of batteries, and as you know, with mobile phones, yeah. with cars, with three-wheelers, the number of batteries in the ecosystem globally and in India is going to go up. So unless it is sustainable, you know, we are really not, uh, you know, leaving a very happy planet uh, behind us. So I think that's why we are very proud at Upgrade Energy Labs that you know our products are sustainable, non-toxic, and also uh, you know uh, recyclable. Absolutely, uh, Siddharth, what caught your attention and interest to invest in Upgrade Energy Labs? No, very interesting, and uh, Gaurav, I must say, uh, you know, Shell Ventures as a fund is always on the lookout of investing in very deep tech companies, mm-hmm. and Offgrid is, you know, absolutely in one of uh, one of those high classes of uh, deep tech companies. And building on what Vishy just mentioned about the whole Offgrid technology and the whole market, and also pairing that with Shell's macro vision about tackling climate change, which is one of the most urgent challenges. Uh, it's very important to kind of understand how Shell is looking at the net zero ambition and a net zero world mm-hmm. where society stops adding to the total amount of greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere. Right. Now, that is one of the big aspirations of uh, Shell. Mm. And in, in fact, Shell has set a target to become a net zero emissions company uh, and business by 2050, mm-hmm. which is such an important milestone in the whole energy industry landscape. Yeah. And it, it is also in step with what the society really needs and what our customer really demand. So this supports the more ambitious goals uh, to tackle climate change, also mm-hmm. laid out in the UN uh, Paris Agreement, as we yeah. all know, uh, to limit the rise in the uh, in the global temperatures uh, mm-hmm. to 1.5 degrees Celsius. So all this is a very important uh, kind of a mindset what Shell is operating within the company. Mm-hmm. And becoming a net zero emissions energy business means that Shell reduces the emissions from its operations, from the fuels that we make, and also from the other energy products that we sell to our customers. Right, right. It also means that we capture and store the remaining amount of emissions, what we use uh, from different technologies, what Shell has, and balance them with the carbon offsets. Shell is transforming its business. I mean, if I I kind of talk of the overall uh, globe and uh, the Shell businesses, we are finding new opportunities. We are providing more carbon, low-carbon energy uh, fuels, such as hydrogen, uh, EV chargers, electricity generated by batteries, where off-grid kind of plays a very important role again, mm. solar and wind. So all these things are very critical uh, to Shell as a company, and Shell is partnering with customers, businesses, and others to address the ambitions, including some of the industrial sectors which are very hard to decarbonize, like aviation or shipping and industrial right. sectors. Right, right, right. So partnering with, with all these includes, you know, supporting government policies and sector by sector, and we also kind of need to look at innovation, which is one of the very important element of decarbonization. And if I talk of of red zinc gel battery chemistry, it plays a very, very critical role in Shell's net zero ambition through supporting reduction in the emission from Shell's operations. It also helps in charging of electric vehicles, and it also enables Shell's customers to kind of make more carbon-friendly decisions. And if I want to kind of summarize, there are mm. three very important things you know, which work in the favor of grid when we were looking to invest. The first one is the team. Mm. All of us are very impressed with Offgrid's team, uh, which had a great combination of very strong technical and R&D skills, right. paired with very strong business development capabilities. Yeah. Uh, it has been our experience in the venturing world 
that many deep tech startups fail to scale because they lack the right kind of a business skill set. And Offgrid in this uh, context had a very strong business co-founder, uh, which is also uh, presenting the call with us today. Secondly, the whole technology performance of the of the batteries at the last scale. I mean, we did an extensive evaluation with battery prototypes, which are made by Offgrid, and we were very impressed with parameters like high sink utilization, non-aqueous electrolyte, you know, which all which we mentioned, uh, which is kind of temperature stable, non-flammable, non-toxic. So all those important technical parameters were very much working in the favor of Offgrid when we made this investment. And the third important thing is the whole scalability of the zinc uh, battery platform. So unlike lithium ions, unlike lithium ion batteries, zinc batteries, they really don't need that very fancy atmosphere, dry atmosphere, or fancy manufacturing uh, kind of uh, capabilities, which mm-hmm. also leads to very significant amount of capex saving. Yeah. And Offgrid has developed those ambient temperature cathode materials and coating and packaging, which will be very scalable to make those low-cost batteries. Absolutely. So these three things very much worked in the favor, Gaurav, uh, when yeah. we made this investment. Yeah. And especially if I kind of talk of a very broader picture, you know, when Shell Ventures made this investment, we looked at multiple global companies. So it was not just that, hey, we only looked at uh, the Indian competitors of Offgrid, but we looked at some of the very well-known global companies uh, to which we also have access to and also some of the existing incumbent uh, technologies like LFP or flow batteries. And to, to a good surprise, yeah. I mean, off-grid uh, platform was much superior to all these incumbents. Absolutely. So this investment, in fact, uh, would provide Shell a great opportunity to be very close to very promising development yeah. and very alternative battery space, yes. which is very important to Shell uh, in terms of the net zero ambition and also to some of the Shell's uh, technology teams. Absolutely. So, in summary, great, you know, great ambition uh, for Shell to kind of associate with off-grid. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 Rishi, coming back to you, and the final question to you. Tell us about the business model and existing partnerships which you have signed so far, and what are your future plans in terms of new innovative solutions? Yeah, absolutely. The, the proof of the pudding, as they say, is in the eating, right? And that's uh, that's when the consumer, when customers actually get to use, uh, you know, our product. So. So basically, uh, you know, our business model relies, uh, you know, on two things, uh, uh, Gaurav. One is, uh, you know, we are a deep science company, so, you know, uh, we we are looking to also license our, uh, you know, our zinc gel technology as well as some of the innovations that we've done uh, to different uh, players in the global market, both in India as well as uh, overseas. Yeah. Uh, so that will be the licensing piece. The other thing is that, you know, we've uh, we've actually uh, built, uh, you know, uh, developed a new electrolyte, which is which is very very unique. Uh, it's an ionic liquid, which is, you know, without any, uh, you know, without really any, any, any aqueous uh, material. Uh, and that is really the heart of, uh, you know, our innovation. And, you know, we plan to manufacture that and also sell that as an input, yeah. uh, not only for Zingel battery, but we believe that you know, for other battery manufacturers in the world as well. So that, you know, those are really two things. The go-to-market piece, uh, you know, a uh, key tenet of Offered Energy Labs, uh, uh, Gaurav, is that, you know, we, we see ourselves as a partnership-led company. And uh, the reason for that is that, you know, we are specialists when it comes to understanding the technology, building and that, and problems in, uh, in that, or opportunities, as I would call it, uh, that exist in the uh, energy storage area. But when it comes to energy storage, you know, it's a very large global ecosystem. I mean, one of our closest partners, of course, is Shell, uh, as I think Siddharth mentioned. Uh, you know, they've been working with us for over two and a half, uh, go after different applications. So we're talking to a bunch of folks uh, when it comes to new energy. Of course, Shell is, you know, who are very keen to look at uh, zinc gel technology. Uh, we've uh, been in conversations with Tata Power, uh, you yeah. know, for some of the pipes that we're going to do. 
uh, in addition to that, we have with uh, you know we had a partnership with the the world's largest privately held uh, uh, transmission company, ABL, out of Austria. Mm. They are very large in automotive space, and again, they have been working with us. Thanks to Shell, uh, who had introduced us to them, uh, they signed a partnership with us where they also helped us test and validate our technology, and are more than happy to build some subsystems for the uh, and and take us to help us to go to market. In the mobility space. Yeah. Uh, uh, in addition to that, we have partnerships. Uh, you know, we we also work with people like Terry. Uh, you know, for uh, for testing and validation of our products. And uh, then you know, you got these global what we call systems integrators in the energy transition business. You know, people like Enel, NG, Statcraft, and uh, all of these folks we've been talking to uh, over the last uh, you know couple of years uh, and taking feedback. Uh, you know, validating the technology that we have. And this is an ongoing process. So when we launch commercially. Uh, you know, we basically uh, want to have, would have already built an ecosystem. And the final point, I think, uh, which also Siddharth made is, you know, we have uh, also innovated on, innovated on manufacturing of of, uh, of our batteries, digital batteries. So typically, you know, lithium-ion battery manufacturing is a very capital-intensive, uh, uh, you know, uh, process. Needs clean rooms and so on. Our technology is built in a way where we can actually leverage the existing infrastructure that already exists in India and other other parts of the world mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, you know, other batteries which could uh, also manufacture zinc gel. So it's a relatively simpler process. So we are also looking at, we are already in conversation, I cannot disclose names at the moment, yeah. we are in conversation with overseas as well as in India who would be very keen to manufacture zinc gel batteries. So this whole ecosystem uh, is coming together and we are really excited. Uh, and I think the, the starting point of this was our partnership with Shell and then their investment in us and, of course, uh, thereafter, the the, the the journey to uh, you know that we plan to take forward with the with, by doing some pilots and then launching commercial. Absolutely, uh, and Siddharth, final question to you: uh, What are your key focus areas of investment for Shell Ventures when it comes to clean energy? And uh, sure, thanks for and uh, I would kind of maybe uh, explain the three main funds what uh, Shell Venture kind of operates uh, with a total uh, fund commitment of 1.4 billion dollars for mm-hmm. a six-year investment period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the three funds are uh, one is the early stage fund we call Shell Ventures Crossover Fund. Uh, second is a net zero fund uh, with a total size of uh, 600 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the crossover fund, sorry, by the way, is a size of uh, 40 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, because it's an early stage fund with a less than a million dollar ticket size of investment. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third, which is a growth fund uh, with again a total size of more than 600 million dollars uh, and uh, and kind of a ticket size of 40 to 50 million dollars uh, each investment. Mm-hmm. If I took off the first, uh, the crossover fund, uh, the, the thesis of investing in early stage and very hard tech startups in their seed uh, or late uh, seed phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, domains of focus are, uh, you know, in kind of mobility, power, and uh, resources, environmental uh, kind of domains, mm-hmm. particularly those uh, that solve really hard science and technology challenges mm-hmm. and provide shell that early uh, advantage for disruptive trends and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where uh, off-grid investment uh, can kind of, you know, fit in, and that's the fund from which uh, we also made this investment in off-grid. Right. Uh, the second fund, as I said, is a net uh, zero fund. Typically, you know, Series uh, A to Series C kind mm-hmm. of uh, investment uh, scope, and it's intended to be very broad uh, with its investment boundaries, uh, which are kind of not very hardwired. But still, we have some specific domains of investments which are primarily in renewables and energy storage domain, like power or nature-based solutions, hydrogen. 
in fact, uh, we just closed a hydrogen investment in U.S. in a company called uh, Vodagi. Mm. And even we invest in some of the downstream uh, domains like uh, electric vehicles or autonomous vehicles, renewable fuels, and new business models in logistics and mobility. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a decently broad enough uh, fund uh, covering these domains of uh, power, renewables, uh, mobility, logistics, clean tech, uh, and sustainability. And the fund size is, as I said, $600 million of this net zero fund uh, with a typical investment of uh, around 5 to $20 million uh, each in every startup. Uh, the, the, third, the third fund is the growth fund, which is primarily meant for those large pre-M&A or IPO uh, mm-hmm. kind of investments. So like, you know, Series C and Series D, uh, especially focusing on the renewable energy market or the energy storage uh, and mobility uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially, you know, given the increased uh, materiality and the later stage deals, uh, which require significant large uh, ticket sizes, you know, to avoid dilution, uh, that was the reason why this fund was created. And the fund size is uh, close, is more than $600 million, but uh, we typically invest uh, 50 to $60 million each in every company when we do the investment from the growth fund. So, so the idea is, you know, from these three funds, we can capture the yeah. entire spectrum of innovation, you know, right from early stage to mid-stage to late-stage, yeah. uh, which does provide Shell a very strong presence in the entire venture ecosystem. Absolutely. Thank you, Rishi, and thank you, Siddharth, for this very deep insight into power system flexibility and why it is required to ensure a cost-effective transition uh, to a high share of renewables on the grid, uh, uh, the developments that are taking place in the energy storage markets, and also the investments that are coming through to India's clean energy space. Thank you so much, Rishi Shivastava and Siddharth Mehta. Thank you, Gaurav, for having us over. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. Yeah. Pleasure speaking. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.